strong more than say, hey, not me. The Bible says I am blessed. The Bible says he was made poor that I may become rich. The Bible says I am not weak. The Bible says I am the head and not the tail. Go ahead and reign in life. Go ahead and move mountains. Go ahead and jump. Go ahead and win. Go and make lots of progress in life. Why? It's possible. You are listening to a podcast by Senior Pastor of Life Free Church, Prophet Gomezio Shamani. Today we are going to um, start a series teaching. Um, yeah, it's it's a very long, long series. Amen and amen. And uh, it, it depends what you're going to call it, but um, I'm going to have what is known as the Soteria series. And uh, <clears throat> under this series, we're going to touch serious doctrinal subjects that will help us. You know, living in a world like this, sometimes when you look at the Christian circles, it's easy for people to neglect what is weightier. Because they want to go for the deep, 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 deep but sometimes in your pursuit of just deep, deep, you can end up getting lost in the deep end. And depends where you are going deep into. And that's why, even on my heart, nowadays, I want to start encouraging people to read the Bible. Because what's happening on social media is scary. Amen and amen. If we can learn and understand doctrinal subjects. So under the doc, under the Soteria series, we will look at a few fundamental doctrines and uh, we should be able to understand and even explain them. In First Peter chapter number 3 and verse 15, the Bible actually challenges us greatly. And I want to perhaps throw this question back to you. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And always, somebody say always, always be ready to give a defense 
to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. Give, give me NIV. But in your heart, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for, for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Are we children of God? Are we saved? Are you ready to give a defense or an answer? to people and prove to them the hope in which you believe in. That's what the Bible says. Be ready. And you'll find that sometimes people are ready to answer other things. They are ready to give you opinions of other things but have no concrete understanding to be able to give people the reason why they believe in God. You will see people discuss about the 95 feathers of angels. But if we say teach on salvation, are we sure? How many know what a cherubim is? Or heard of it? A seraphim? Wonderful. Now the next one, I will not ask you to raise your hands. This one, you answer it in your heart. What is the difference between being saved and being born again? If you can't answer that, you need this serious teaching. Turn to your neighbor and say, I need it. <laughs> amen and amen. Yes. Some people even know names of angels that are not even in the Bible. <laughs> Getting it from other manuscripts. But salvation, the doctrine of salvation, they don't know. Amen and amen. A lot of people don't know it. That's why it's even interesting how sometimes people are always complaining. Why are you doing this? You can't just preach salvation. They don't know what they are saying. When they are saying preach salvation. In Hebrews chapter number 2 and verse 1. The Bible opens to us a very interesting uh, portion. That will allow us. To really place focus on what we get to learn, especially in the context of salvation. The Bible says we must pay careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard. So that what? So that we don't drift away. It's not enough for you to listen to me right now. You will say church was lit. But if the word was not hit in your heart, you will drift away. Yeah. That's what the Bible says. Those that drift away 
are those that have not carefully paid attention, held on to what they heard. And so what happens to them? They become a people that are described in the book of Timothy that they are ever learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Amen and amen. It's like, it's like in Samuel where Samuel is being called by God. Samuel. He is hearing the audible voice of God. But if Samuel did not have Eli to teach him, Samuel would have been wandering around. He is hearing it. And as long as he doesn't give attention to God, Samuel and God will not have that sufficient interaction for his change and his increase. Glory to God. And that's why the Bible says you must pay attention. Tell your neighbor, pay attention. Yes, you must pay attention, careful attention to what you've heard. Now, next verse. Next verse. For if the message spoken by angels was binding and every violation and disobedience received its, its, its just punishment. Uh-huh. Verse 3. How shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? How shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? Other visions say, how can we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? What are we seeing from this? Salvation is great. But the Bible is saying, how will we escape? It simply means there will always be a distinguishing difference from those who accept salvation, receive it, and don't neglect it. Compared to those who just look at it. Listen, and I like what it says here. It says, if we ignore, that was in NIV. It simply means you know it's there. You're just ignoring. So the Bible shows us there is what is known as salvation, which is great. It is great. But we can't ignore it. How shall we escape? How shall we escape the consequences? There are consequences for people that ignore or neglect salvation. There are consequences. But it's very interesting. The Bible did not say, how shall they escape? It says, how shall we? Meaning there's a group of people who've received it, but still ignore it. Glory to God. So, let's go a little bit deeper and explain what is salvation. What is salvation? Ask your neighbors. What is salvation? 
I know some of you think it's it's a it's a denomination. It's an army. What is salvation? Now quickly write this. Salvation finds its root from the Greek word soteria. It finds its root from the Greek word soteria. And the word soteria is derived from the word sota, which means savior. <laughs> People are taking the word personal. Eh? So, so salvation comes from the Greek word soteria, and soteria finds or is derived from the word sota, which means savior. So one of the things you understand when we're talking about the doctrine of salvation is obviously that there is a savior. And if there is a savior involved, there are people who are involved that experience the salvation. Now, Soteria gives us a broad picture and an understanding about salvation because it shows us that if it's a great salvation, it is a it is a package, all right? It is a package that incorporates redemption, that incorporates um, deliverance, that incorporates safety. So if you really want to write down my definition of salvation, is this. Salvation is the total workings of God towards us, in us, and for us. Salvation is the total workings of God towards us, in us, and for us. So you find that when salvation is at work, or the work of salvation is at play, we see God working towards us, we see God working in us, and we also see God working for us. That's why when we are saved, it's not just one thing that we experience. When we are saved, we begin to say, I am redeemed, I am justified. I am blessed, I am covered, I am moving, I am selected, I am chosen. Why? Because the package of salvation is wrapped up, or the total workings of God is wrapped up in the package of salvation. Imagine God does everything and then packs it up. This is salvation. No wonder the Bible says, how shall we escape if we ignore the great salvation? Now, as we are trying to understand the doctrine of salvation, there are three major keys that we need to analyze. The first key is the provider of salvation. The second key is the work of salvation. And the third 
is the recipient of salvation. The first is what? Number two. And number three. Alright. So let's start with the provider of salvation. Because we've talked about salvation being the total workings of God. That is for us, in us. And yeah, for us. So if we are going to talk about now the provider of salvation. One of the things that we need to understand is. How did this whole package of salvation come? Yes, it's, it's, it's very evident that the Lord Jesus Christ is the provider of salvation. But how, how did this package come? How is it that there was a need for a savior? A savior can be also described as a hero. Amen and amen. A savior can also be described as a hero, as a rescuer. Now, how did we come to a place where we needed a rescuer? Some of you do not understand your state before you were born again. You really don't understand. When you understand your state before you were born again, you will reach to a place where you will say, Ha, surely we needed salvation. Some people just think, no, I was born, I was just born from a family, what, what, uh, I was born in a nice house, uh-huh. yeah? and then they forced me to receive Jesus. You were not forced, you were saved. You were saved, that's, that's the reason why we say saved. Amen and amen. Now, the Bible shows us few things that show us that we needed salvation, that we needed help, that we needed a hero. Let me show you. Titus chapter 3 and the 3. Titus chapter 3, verse 3. Give it to me back in my NKJV. For we ourselves were also once what? Aha. Number 2. Number 3. Number four. Number five. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hateful and hating one another. It first started with the first one. Foolish. Listen. If you were, if you were foolish, you need help. Isn't that so? Amen. Even though you dressed nice, you, you were a smart fool. A handsome fool, a beautiful fool, (laughs) or a beautiful. (laughs) You were disobedient. Disobedient again. To who? Look at this. Deceived. When you see yourself deceived, know that you are bound already there. Ephesians chapter number 2 and verse 12. That at that time you were without Christ. 
aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. Hmm. Having no hope and without God in the world. This is scary. Do you have an LT? Give me. Or give me a message. Message has a way to send a message. This is your state before Christ. You had no idea had no idea of any of this. Didn't know the first thing about the way of God's work. Hadn't the faintest idea of Christ. You knew nothing of that rich history of God's covenant and promises. Hadn't a clue about what God was doing in the world at large. Okay, give me NLT. Maybe it will give me some. But it's just showing us a picture. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship amongst the people of Israel. That's why it's saying you were aliens. Israel was the prince of God. So it simply means if you were not an Israelite, alien, you did not know the covenant of the promises of God that he had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. Hmm. This state, you need a savior. In such a state, you need a savior. Now, how did man get to this state? He got, in, he got to this state after man fell in the book of Genesis. But since people say I like the book of Genesis, today we'll not go there. But all we know is that from Romans chapter number 6 and verse 23, man fell and because he fell, he was put in a very, very difficult place. He says, for the wages of sin is death. It is in Genesis where man first sinned. And when he sinned, the Bible says his wages, his reward was death. Now, I want you to understand something. Both death and life have got realities. Because when the Bible tells us there are two things that I want you to choose. Choose life or choose death. Whatever you choose has realities. No wonder you see that for the wages of sin is death, but says, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. It simply means life has got realities. Death has got realities. When man sinned and died, man began to experience the realities of death, which include foolishness, which include 
deception, which include hatred, malice, and so many other things. So when God was saying Iwewafa, death in itself is a package. You also have the total workings. <laughs> yes. Death in itself is a package. And man was in that place where he was dead. A stranger. Scheduled for judgment. He was, he had in Colossians, is it, is it, should be two, where it says the handwriting, should be two verse 14 or 15, I'm not sure. But it's in Colossians too. It tells us how there was a handwriting that was written against you. Isn't that scary? Yeah. It says, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements against, that was against us, which was contrary. Listen, you came on this earth, but you already came condemned. You were, hi. It was different from, uh, uh, there was something that she was sharing with us, where maybe female prisoners are are in their cells and then a child is born with them there. No, in that case, the child is living with the mother, but the child is not sentenced. Hello? But in this case, the moment you were born, you were sentenced. Condemned. Why? Because Someone will begin to think, ah, so what's this? Is it, is it, uh, the, because God doesn't love us? No! It's because of the sins, the fault of man, who's Adam. Adam sinned before he had children. And after he had children, the Bible says his children came in the likeness of him. What was his likeness? Fallen and dead. Wow. And so, at the end of the day, this is where now you begin to think, hey, this is how things were. Romans 5 verse 12. Ah, we need a save. Therefore, just as through one man are you seeing this through one man sin entered the world and death through sin thus death spread where to all men because all sinned It's it's more of like it's more of like uh, the way viruses work or diseases. 
Have you noticed? You don't need faith to get a virus. Hello? You don't need faith, not even the power of your confession, to get a virus. You don't need to say, I confess, I will receive a virus. No. You don't even need to believe. Just be connected to the carrier. Just be connected. That's all. So the problem is that the one from on top, before he had children, he got a virus. I'm speaking in... That virus was death. And so it began, that compromise, that corruption passed on to everyone. Now, the problem is this. This is a problem that is sorted out, that has been solved by man. Or rather, that has been uh, initiated by man. It is his responsibility, but not just is it his responsibility, dominion was given to him. When the Bible says, let us make man in our image and our likeness, God said, come, 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 come. Yeah. Even you, come. Alright. Okay. I know you're in black, but today will be God. It's okay. Usually. Imagine he is God. And he's speaking in the counsel of himself. And he says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Then he says, let man, you, have dominion. It's very important to take note of what God says and what God is doing. God said, let what? Let them. Let them. Who is the them? The man, right? God did. God first started by saying, let us. What was the let us? For making. What was the let them? For dominion. God did not say, let us have dominion. Hello? He says, let them have dominion. So if it means let them have dominion, if anything happens to this one, who is responsible? This one. Even if I want to sort out things as me, how can I sort it out without this one giving me permission? Have you ever wondered why people complain? Why has God allowed us? Why has God done that? Why is he allowing it? Why didn't he say this, is this and that? Uh-uh. The heavens is the Lord's, but to the earth he is given to the sons of men. So, if you want to involve this one, you've been given a technology known as prayer to say, help me then this one will come and help you. Now, when man fell and sinned, hey, the only problem is this. Since you sorted it out, or rather you are the one who made the problem, the only one who can sort it out, 
needs to become like you. Needs to be needs to be from you. Because it was not let us have dominion. If it was let us have dominion, perhaps no problem. Sorted. So if this needs to be sorted, someone needs to be from you. Needs to come from you. Now here it's become tricky. The problem is this. At least if you had sinned after Abel was born, you could have felt ah, at least meh, my son will redeem. But you will not take a virus before you have children. I don't know what you are waiting for. And so everyone that will come from you, the man, is corrupt. That's why we need to understand the wisdom of God. Because even if God wants to send you a savior, the savior can't come from you. Because the seed can't come from you because your seed is corrupt. Hello? So in that that is now where Satan now thinks Kwasira it's over. There is no chess move. This is a checkmate. These guys are gone. Kwasila. But God says, okay, no problem. You've misbehaved. Save your sentence. But then he says, the seed of a woman. Listen. He says, the seed of the woman is going to come and he will crush your head. Notice it, it would only make sense if we say the seed of the serpent, which is taking a, muscular, a, a masculine uh, nature, then there should be also a seed of the man. But then it says the seed of the woman. So who will provide the seed? Then there has to be someone that has to provide the seed to the woman. Don't go ahead of yourself. We are are still in Genesis. I want you to see that Genesis, there is a mess there in Genesis. There is a mess. There is a mess. So, you, as long as you are going to be having children, everyone, everyone, when he tells you, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, you when you fill the earth, by the time you reach to chapter 6 this one looks at the earth and says yay nah nah man this is booky (laughs) no (laughs) so what does he have to do he will say "Uh uh once can destroy I have to destroy this but I need a hero. So I have to preserve one man. Listen. One man. He says, I know a guy. <laughs> now since you didn't get it last time. <laughs> since you didn't get it last time, I had to bring it back. 
and he does that. Alright? And the seed is preserved. Now, this is now where it's becoming tricky because man cannot remain in this state. Imagine if the whole world is filled with people that are dead, failing to give glory to God. It's okay. That's why it's good for God to have destroyed the, 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 the people at that time. Because it is better. Have you noticed? Do you agree with me? It is better to have one foolish person than five foolish people. If you have <laughs> if you have five foolish people, mm, it will be a stress. I'm telling you, when when God, when the Bible says when God looked at the earth and he regretted, that was a heartbreak. I'm telling you, that was a heartbreak. Not these heartbreaks you like talking about. Eh? Someone changes for you who's meant to be your love and becomes foolish. And says, I want the serpent so that he flows properly in my life. Uh, and God is experiencing that. And one thing I love about God that I'm even learning from Him is that He saw man needed help. But man did not see that he needed help. That's why man did not call for a savior. God sent a savior. And this is where now you begin to understand certain doctrines that will be essential. Some of them will look at them. Where you now understand certain covenants there is what is known as the covenant of the law and the covenant of grace. Now, you notice something. God introduces the law. Why is he introducing the law? He's introducing the law to people to show them that, look, there is hope. Your realities can change. All you need to do is abide by what the law says. It's demanding, yes, but you just need to abide by it. Amen and amen. So God gives the law. Come. And it's given to man. And he is told, choose life and death. Choose. But he already knew something. He already knew that even if he gives the law, man does not have the capacity to keep it. So what was the law there for? The law was there to expose to man that they needed a savior. Listen, have you ever been in a place where someone uh, has given you a device yeah, has given you a device that you need to, to work on. And then you're trying, you're trying. Or maybe not, let me not say a device. Has given you a phone. 
let's say I give you a phone. Pa, and I say, open it. Uh, transfer to yourself 10,000. Kwacha, if I were to give you my phone, all of you in here, how many would catch my password? <laughs> let's say if I were to give you and say, get it, open it, transfer 1,000 kwacha <laughs> or 10,000. Yeah. I mean, let me even speak by faith. Let me speak to my account. Oh, one billion. Amen. Transfer one by one. Then All you need to do is unlock. Now, you guys may be motivated with the one billion. And so the problem is that you keep trying. 2 of January. 1990. GNS. As in you try. You try. Because for you, you want the one billion. But that really in your attempt is just to show you that listen, if you want the one billion, I am the password. Get, you only need me to put my finger and it will unlock. The law was there to show man that you can't keep the law. You need a savior. You need a hero. You are dead. You are foolish. You are lost. You are an alien. Yes. Even if you would, that's why, have you noticed, the Bible says, even the righteousness of man was considered as filthy rags. How does a man, when the mechanics were church, sunasambe wafala suit, and say, I am going on a date. Nachive. So, do you know what was needed? Do you know what is needed? If you want to put on a suit, you can't put on the garment of righteousness with a dirty. So, you need to go through a bathing, one water called Christ, one soap called His blood. To put you in him and wash you. And then he presents to you the garment of righteousness. <sighs> Before you appreciate the doctrine of salvation, you need to know where you are coming from. The problem is that many people's salvation story starts from the world. They don't know what state they had in the world. They would say, us, we used to clap. We used to have the girls. We used to chill. We had everything like that. Then we met Jesus, yo, you know. <laughs> so their salvation story, it's like they were already happening before Jesus came. Huh? And so when they met Jesus, they met rules and regulations. 
So for them, even when they speak, listen, look at people who are, who are Satanists or who are Antichrist. They will tell you, why did they bring me to a world that is full of regulations? I need to be free with myself. I need to express myself. You didn't show them that they were fools. You needed to see, on, 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 as on. Hmm? They needed to see that. That's why, when you understand this, even when you preach salvation, it will become different. Because you are not showing them their current state. The only thing you do is to scare them that they will die. So salvation has been used as a ticket to secure heaven, not to secure life. No, you need to secure life, not to secure heaven. Ah, do you know why? You know why you need to secure life, not necessarily heaven? Because the Bible says heaven and earth will pass away. Oh oh. Oh oh. So if heaven passes away, where will you be? Eh? Uh, where are you going to be? You, when you secure life, eternal life, even if heaven passes away, your confidence will be, I will be where Jesus is. Wherever he is. Yes. Read later in Revelations, you will see a new heaven, a new earth. <laughs> and then you're preaching, if you die today, where are you going to go? <laughs> and then we are, we, are, we are making people so scared of these things. Where are you going to go when you die? No, 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 no. Some evangelists, please, you need to stop this kind of evangelism. You're even scaring someone. Uh-uh. They can't become very serious. Imagine you just neglect me and I'm your last bus stop. You just walk and the car bashes you. You go in the air, another truck bashes you. You go in the air and then you begin to imagine what you are saying. We understand the motive may be right. You want to win someone. But you don't you don't impart life on the platform of fear. Yeah. You don't. You need to present Jesus in such a way whereby when you are talking about your state, guys, but anyway, let's not talk about your past, let's not talk about whatsoever. I know somebody that we can call right now. He said, call upon my name and you shall be saved. Right now, once you do that, he will change everything about you. Just like that. Just like that. You will receive a package. So it's called the gift of God. So I receive a free gift for being... Just for accepting, yes. 
And that gift is not just a one gift. It's an all-in-one gift. It has the total workings of God. What do you just need to do? I receive. Now coming back to what I'm explaining. This one needed a savior. He needed a savior. Yet God... God did not do it like the way some of us do it. You know, if you're in a relationship, let's say if somebody, if, let's say the, the, the guy uh, is, is wrong towards the girl, the girl will keep quiet. I'm not going to text him until he says sorry. Sin is in Xayesa. <laughs> Until it then says sorry. Wait, I'll post someone else on my status. Huh? He needs to say sorry. Yet we are the ones who wronged God. And it is only right for God to expect us to make amends and say sorry. But the more we were on earth, we were offending God. Spreading with wickedness. Let, Genesis 11, let us make a name for ourselves. <laughs> let us make a name for ourselves. Let us build a tower that will reach the heavens. Tizankala neba wamulungu. Vexing my father in heaven. Oh Lord, you have gone through. <laughs> Let us build the name for ourselves. Why, why aren't you raising the name of Jehovah? They don't care. They want to build a name for themselves. They don't care about God. They are saying to themselves, I can do this without God. Yet the Bible says, without me, you are nothing. Nothing. God should be offended with you. But sometimes, the depth of somebody's problems makes God realize that they need me more actually. And what does God do? He sends a hero. Wow. So amazing. And that's why in Titus chapter 3 verse 4 The Bible says, But when God, our Savior, revealed His kindness and love, it's love, revealed His kindness and love. Next verse. He saved us. Not 
not because of the righteous things we had done but because of his mercy he washed away our sins giving us a new birth a new life through the holy spirit give me this in amplified verse 4 But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior to man as man appeared. That's how you see now that a hero has been sent. He appeared. He appeared such that when John the Baptist saw him, he says, Behold, the Lamb of God that is to take away the sins of man is here. When Simeon, an old man, saw Jesus Christ, my goodness, he says, Behold, today my eyes have seen the salvation of the Lord. I'm happy. Therefore, Lord, dismiss your servant in peace. When John the Baptist was near Jesus Christ through their mothers Mary and Elizabeth the man learned how to kick in the womb Natia Abuela Zacha Satana Chibaka Abuela Yes and a savior was sent for us. If I can show you another one. Romans 5. Verse 6. Now listen to this. This is very touching. While we were yet in weakness... Powerless to help ourselves. At the fitting time, Christ died for in of or in behalf of the ungodly. He says we're powerless. Are you seeing why we, why we needed the Savior? We were powerless. We were totally useless and God sent a savior at the right time the next verse now most people this is Paul being very honest. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person. <laughs> That's what he's saying. He says, uh, to be honest with you, people would not be willing to die for somebody that is righteous. Eh? Some of you, if, we, if you're in your relationships, we test your love. Would you die for your partner? 
would you die for your partner? Yes. Then it says most people would be willing to die for an upright person. Oh, that's why you are single. That's what you're saying. You don't die for anyone. I don't know if I heard that in the spirit. <laughs> that's why sinifuna uli once. Nikazifera mwana sister wa mzanga. Okay, let's follow. <laughs> Now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. That's fine. Next verse. But <laughs> but God demonstrates his own love towards us. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus died for sinners. Jesus died for those that were dead. Jesus died for those that mocked him. Jesus died for those that rejected him. Jesus died for those who say I don't need him. The salvation agenda towards man was an expression of love. It was an expression of love. The more I began to see what Jesus did the more it gave me serious thoughts when the Bible instructs me to do certain things like Jesus and I said wow Are you seeing that that Jesus did not die for the church he died for sinners and from there he built a church Now this is to show you something if what you did and what you did not do had no was had no capacity to shake god's love for you what more now what more now that you are in god Would you honestly think God doesn't love you? Why? Because you sinned? Or because you did something? No. In fact in Jeremiah 31, you find it for me. The Bible says, 
I have loved you with an everlasting love. It's a love that cannot be shaken. I think it's verse 3. It's a love that cannot be shaken. And this is what was demonstrated for us. The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. My love for you will not shake. Nothing that you can do will shake this love. And I thank God that His love is ever reaching. I'll tell you this. Imagine if you are with your maybe a friend or a child and you go by a lakeside or a river and they happen to throw their phone in the river whether by mistake by accident or on purpose and that phone goes deep 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 apart from that in that same river there are crocodiles Then, the person we are with is not bothered that their phone has ended. But you are seeing that, ah, phone ya boyangena. Do you know that many of us would say, hmm, manja tisachita pwanchi, ya enda. Ya enda phone. So chabe mzangara, so chabe. Kanji mama ponya. Even use scriptures, you report yourself. It is to your foolishness. Count it on your CV. You will, because, listen, because you have no care and love, you will diagnose that situation as forever destroyed or no solution whatsoever. Because number one, you tell yourself, I can't swim. I can't encounter the crocodiles. Perhaps the phone is dead. It's in the water. You will give reasons not to. Yet Jesus found reasons come die for you. What reason? Honestly. What reason do you think Jesus should have to come die for you as a sinner? Honestly, if I was to die for a sinner, I would refuse. But he found many reasons. But above all, you were, you yourself were an enough reason to die for. That's why I love one commentary somebody gave. And they said, 
even if you were the only one in this world, Jesus would have still come to die for you. Because you are worth dying for. I now understand why he gave the parable of the lost sheep. Because only one was lost. But he followed. In his immense love, it's just shown me something about love. And if you want, you can write this down. Love will always find a way to bring a solution. Love will always find a way. With that example I've given you, the crocodile, the whatsoever, someone will find a solution. If you love, you will always find, there will always be a way. Love will always find a way. No wonder it had to take the love of God really to navigate and find a way to make sure. Listen, when man fell, salvation was already on God's mind. He says, I need to sort these guys out. I need to sort this out. If you see the love of God, one of the reasons Adam and Eve should leave the garden is so that they don't eat the fruit of life or the, from the tree of life. Hello? Follow me closely. They have sinned. So one of the reasons they need to leave the garden is so that they do not eat from the tree of life because the tree of life was the tree that was going to grant them to live eternally. And if they are going to eat from that tree eternally, then they will become eternal sinners. So to preserve them in love, chase them away, guard the garden so that their redemption is possible. Guess what? He does that. A cherubim is guarding. And God is making every means possible to send a savior. You can see the love of God demonstrated. When Noah is preserved, because everyone should die, but God. It's very interesting when you understand how the Bible says Noah was righteous. Yet God is destroying everyone and the Bible says Noah is the only one that is found to be righteous. That's Noah. He's the only one found to be righteous. Meaning not his sons not his wife, not his, not anyone that is near him, only him. But guess what? In the demonstration of love, God preserves Noah, his sons, the wives, including his own wife. Why is he doing so? If Noah 
is the only one who remains on earth how will the world multiply so he still shows yeah he still shows mercy by keeping some sinners in the boat and love it now makes sense when the bible says now there were giants in those days and afterward hallelujah jesus or the love of god is being demonstrated and in his divine will there are prophecies that are spoken of Jesus is coming the savior is coming in exodus you will hear prophecies a prophet will arise from among you in just throughout the whole old testament there are prophecies Isaiah begins to prophesy of Jesus the savior and he says unto us a child is born unto us a son is given the government shall be upon his shoulders he shall be called wonderful counselor he shall be called Emmanuel which means God with us. Do you see that? So the coming of Jesus was surely to declare that God did not leave us alone. He is surely Emmanuel, God with us. He says you're messed up, it's okay. It it it, it sort of reminds me of how a mother doesn't despise cleaning a baby's diaper no matter how much the baby messes the mother will yondolola clean clean do whatsoever you are in a mess but do you know why the mother has to clean the baby because if the baby remains in that mess the baby will begin to react to the mess so the mother cannot allow the baby to remain like that the baby can mess up have you noticed no baby ever complains that the the, the poopoo is smelling though not do mommy They will not complain. It's the mother. She will just be with the baby and say, "Joy, what's happening? Come, 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 come. Checks. Ah, na, 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 na. We clean you. We wash you. Put Vaseline or whatsoever. Once you're clean, this is how you should be. It's a demonstration of love." and Jesus made sure 
he was going to come and do that despite the odds it won't make sense how is jesus we know a man is supposed to come even satan knows a man is going to come and that's why he's fighting it a man by the name of moses is born perhaps they are now thinking new amen you let's kill let's kill all the children but all that all those activities you saw how moses was preserved listen how come every other mother did not think like Moses's mother love will always find a way it will always sometimes people are so stranded and like ah, they are kidding it is such a bunch anyway ngabapwela if it is the lord's will it is the lord's will but that woman says mm, you know what i can produce a system put him in a basket wrap him around put him in the waters and introduce a young girl to look after him watching after my son i love him love will always find a way it will always that's why jesus was not stranded or god was not stranded knowing that the blood of man is corrupt so he says how am i going to do this He was not stranded. He says no problem. I will provide the seed myself. And only borrow the womb of Mary because she's favored. But madam, even though you are borrowing the womb, this one is coming to die for you as well. And he finds a way. and that's why it says unto us a child is born and unto us a son listen he was already given as a son son of who son of god that's why the declaration of jesus's father was in chapter 3 of the gospels and god says it himself so that everyone hears this is my son in whom i am pleased with despite all the odds and everything satan wanted to do to stop jesus god found a way he always found a way until the hero said it's time to go on the cross and die for these people that they may receive the gift of salvation let's rise to our feet thank you